Welcome to Adventure AI. In this episode, we're joined by Jason, Tyler, and two guests as we sit down to create their characters. But we're not alone, we have a powerful tool to aid us in the process. Meet Alex the Language Lord, an AI language model trained by OpenAI. With Alex's help, we'll be able to create unique and compelling characters for our upcoming campaign. So sit back, relax, and join us on this exciting character creation journey. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Adventure AI, uh, the D&D podcast where we take artificial intelligence and make it ruin our days by <laughs> enhancing our campaign, I guess is what I meant to say. Uh, I'm here, Tyler Crump. I'm here with my co-host, Jason. Hey, Tyler. Good to have you. Good to be a player today oh, instead of a DM. Yes. Yes. It is actually, for those of you who don't know, this is my turn to step into the DM chair. Uh, Jason Conforto, thanks for You look good here. in that throne. Hey, you know... It's not quite as comfortable as I was hoping. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, the player chairs are always more comfortable. It's, it's more fun to be a player. I think uh, I think being a DM is a lot of fun, and you can have a lot of fun doing it, but like, man, let me be a player. Yeah, the one thing I like most about being a player is it's easy for me to get out of my chair to get snacks. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, and, and to stack dice. <laughs> and to stack dice. We have a couple uh, other guests for us. We have our returning guest, Maddie. You thought you could get rid of me, but I'm back for more. Maddie, the Maddie, you thought you could get rid of me. <laughs> but I'm back before. <laughs> I'm like a, I'm like a poltergeist. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Maddie. Glad you could join us. And we actually have a new uh, member for us today. We decided to expand our guest list today. We have Jake. Hi, guys. Welcome. Thanks for having me. I'm super stoked to be here. Tell us a little bit about yourself. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've been playing Dungeons & Dragons for a while. My very first time was probably 2018, 2017-ish. I thought you were going to say 2018 years ago, but no. It was <laughs> oh, geez. I was barely alive. Are you kidding yeah. me? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Um, but yeah, we all my friends and I started a podcast of our own, and we've been playing for about four years now. We're on season five Ooh. of our podcast uh it's called here for the roles if you want to listen or if you don't then we i don't care don't listen <laughs> don't make it my problem <laughs> listen sounds or not. like a really inviting podcast you have come here come on over that's how actually we we close off every episode with something similar to that it's like send this to your enemies yeah send make- this to your enemies force them to listen to it tie them down and put a pair of headphones on them and say hey listen to my podcast it's a form of pain and suffering yeah, it's actually used by the Navy SEALs for training. <laughs> <laughs> See how long they can last. Well, Jake, we appreciate you joining us today. Um, okay, so this episode is one where we're going to be working together to create your characters for a campaign. That our myself, party. Or your party. Oh, yes. yes your party. Yeah. Our posse. For a campaign that myself and Alex Lincoln, or we sat down together and we created uh, this adventure for you. So All right. I'm going to go ahead and let's have uh, Alex introduce it. So you're going to imagine yourself. This is you, your character that doesn't exist, this blank sheet of a character. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the beginning, there In the beginning, there I feel was, so clean and pure right now. In the beginning, yeah. there was a blank character sheet, and that character sheet was sitting in a tavern. <laughs> 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 this is the introduction that I asked Alex to introduce this campaign, and this is the introduction that uh, Alex had put, to, put together for you. All right, here we go. All right. As you sit in your favorite tavern, enjoying a warm meal in the company of your fellow adventurers, a hooded figure approaches your table. You recognize him as a man named Malachi, a well-known and respected figure in your community. 
He extends an invitation to join his prestigious fight club, promising the chance to test your skills against the best fighters in the land and earn wealth beyond your wildest dreams. You can't help but be intrigued, as you've heard stories of Malachi's reputation as a fair and honorable leader. However, as he departs, a sense of unease washes over you. Something about the man seems off, and you can't help but wonder what secrets he may be hiding. Do you accept his invitation and enter the world of the Fight Club, or do you turn away and remain in the safety of the tavern? I think the we choice turn is yours. Oh, 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 <laughs> the consequences of your decision may be greater than you could ever imagine. Now he's done. All right, okay. so, so can we talk about Fight yeah, Club yeah, now? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, think, I think we turn away and uh, pass on this event. No. All right, guys. Thanks, everybody, for joining us. You guys all win. Uh, Fight Club. Can, can I just ask a question about Fight Club? You can ask. So unlike, uh, contrary to popular belief, we can talk about you Fight Club? Can't, you, <laughs> until you join Fight Club, then you can talk about okay. it. But after you join it, then you're not supposed okay. to. No. Okay. A uh, qu question. Uh, is this a magical Fight Club? Like, can we be spell casters in this Fight Club? Or is this like a brute strength only Fight Club? Oh, that's a great question. Um, I think that we can we can ask. Let's ask. <laughs> let's ask Alex if he's okay with it being one or the other. Alex, right. can I please use magics? Uh, let's see. Um, Would it be appropriate to use magic in this fight club? It depends on the rules of the fight club established by Malachi. If he allows the use of magic, then the players can use it. However, if he doesn't allow magic, then the players may not be able to use it during the fights. This is something that can be established during the introductory phase of the campaign when the players are first invited to the fight club by Malachi. Well, wow, Alex. I mean, sounds like we can <laughs> establish that right now. It, it right. sounds like now. It, it's now. one reason why I asked, oh, actually. Actually, <laughs> yes. Um, so let's, let's say yes. You can use magic in the fight club. We, we establish it now. I asked Alex. Alex said, you know what? We get to decide now. So we're going to decide right now. Um, that being said, uh, now now is your time for you to think about what kind of character you want to create, right, inside of this fight club. Uh, Malachi, he's well-respected. People know him. You really don't have any reason to question him. But mm -hmm. he saw you and said, hey, you know what? Maybe I should come join my fight club. So, uh, well, how, how does he know me? Am I a respected member of the community as well? Or? Oh, well, I mean, that's a great question. Let's, let's no, hold, let's hold on to that question. Maybe let's find out who you are and then we can ask it how, yeah, who am he? Who, who <laughs> am me? Yeah. So I think, I think for sure I want to play a character that, uh, that isn't like relying on physical strength. I want to play like a small character, um, and, uh, to jump into this fight club, right? Like, I, I think it'd be fun to play something where it's like, oh, there's a big Goliath in the ring. Oh, who's this like small little guy coming in to fight? Uh, so can, can you have Alex give me a recommendation of a character to play? Yeah. Let's see what Alex can come up with here real quick. Alex, what kind of character should Jason, and while, Jay, and while we're, we're looking on Jason's, Matt, you yeah. can think about yours. Jake, you can think about yours. And then we'll, we'll figure that out. All right, here we go. Let's see what Alex has to say about the Jason's request. Sure. Here are a couple of options that might fit what Jason is looking for. Halfling Monk. Halflings are a small race that can be very agile and quick. Monks don't rely on physical strength as much as they rely on their martial arts training and mm -hmm. use of ki, so this could be a good fit for Jason's preferences. 
Monks can also be very versatile and can excel in both melee and ranged combat. Gnome Wizard Gnomes are another small race, and wizards are a class that relies more on intelligence and magical ability than physical strength. Wizards can use a wide variety of spells to manipulate the battlefield and control their enemies, so this could be a good choice for a player who wants to take a more strategic approach to combat. I hope this helps. Ooh. Let me know if you have any more questions. That's that's pretty fun. I, I generally hate monks and uh, love halflings, so I think I'm going to go with the uh, halfling monk and uh, <laughs> see what uh, my martial arts uh, monk uh, brings to the table. So I think I'm going to go for that. So, um, yeah, I'm going to do that. Halfling monk. That's going to be fun. I think he's going to be wearing a karate gi the whole time, too. <laughs> what belt? Barefoot. Uh, yeah. Um, gosh, something colorful. I don't know yet. Well, he's, not, I, he's not a yeah, master yet. <laughs> I'll, I'll have to, we should ask uh, Alex what color belt, but we'll get to that in a second. Um, I do also like the idea of uh, hobbits being barefoot and him having like these big feet that he's out uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. doing his stuff with. So. Awesome. Yeah, I'll do the, the Halfling Monk for sure. All right, let's do the Halfling Monk. Uh, I'll think about that. We'll go. We'll continue to go around the table. You can think about what other things we want to find out about your character. Maddie, we'll, we'll, uh, what, what, what are you thinking? So I kind of want a character that does has like an unconventional race that's not in the player's handbook necessarily. Uh-huh. Um, and I kind of want to do something that's non-magical. I want something that's more combat heavy. Oh, okay. Ooh, combat heavy, non-magical. Yeah. All right, let's see what uh, Alex can come up with for this one. All right. Sure thing. Here are a few ideas for an unconventional race and non-magical class combination. Tabaxi Rogue. Tabaxi are a feline race that can be very agile and quick, making them great for a rogue character. Meow. As a rogue, Maddie could specialize in sneaking, thievery, and deception, Uh and could use their cat-like abilities to get into and out of tight spots. Okay. Lizard Folk Fighter. Lizard Folk are a reptilian (laughs) race that can be very tough and resilient. As a fighter, Maddie could be a frontline combatant using their natural weapons and armor to take down foes. Lizard folk also have a unique culture that could be interesting to explore in the campaign. Okay. okay those are interesting. There's yeah, actually both of them are Marvel they're villains. Are, they are pretty <laughs> interesting. They're very Marvel villains. Okay, there's actually one more. Let's see. Oh, let's Alex see. has got one more for you. Kinku Ranger. Kinku are a bird-like race that can mimic sounds and voices, making them great for a sneaky character. As a ranger, Maddie could use the tracking and hunting abilities to find and take down foes. Kinku also have a rich cultural background that could be explored in the campaign. All right, there you go. Those are your three options. All right. What do you think about those? Those are some good ones. There's some good. I, I feel like for this campaign with Fight Club, I'm, I'm feeling Tabaxi Rogue all the way. Yeah, Tabaxi Rogue seems like a good one. I like that. Very, that's, uh, I think it's going to be dope. That's going to be fun. Uh, let's see here. So we've got Jason. We've got um, Maddie. I mean, Jake, what are you thinking here? Oh, I, I'd i like to think that this, I'm playing a, a person who is a respected member of the community. Somebody maybe that in, in, a, in a position of authority, mm. maybe mm. not quite to the same place as Malachi might be, but in my mind, I was thinking like a, an enforcer or like an, a police officer of sorts, mm. but I don't, I don't want to put any labels on it just yet because we're going to let Alex do that. Mm. Okay. 
Uh, let's see. So we're Jake saying Jake will play a soft noble. <laughs> Jake saying he wants to play a respected member of the community in a position of authority, but willing to fight. Right? Okay. Sort of like a Batman, I guess. Oh, okay. okay. Well, oh, yeah. well, I've got I'm, Batman I'm gonna, and Catwoman over here. Well, let's see. Let's see what uh, it suggests here, um, and then we'll see uh, if this is going to be up the alley that you're looking for. Okay. Hold on one second. Great. Here are a few ideas for a character that fits Jake's preferences. Human Paladin. Paladins are holy warriors who serve a higher power and are often respected members of their community. Mm-hmm. As a paladin, Jake could be a leader and a beacon of hope for his allies, using his divine powers to heal wounds and smite enemies. Dwarf Cleric. Dwarves are known for their toughness and resilience, and clerics are powerful healers and support characters. As a cleric, Jake could be a respected member of his community, serving as a spiritual leader and using his powers to heal the sick and wounded. Half-Elf Bard Bards are charismatic performers who use their music and storytelling abilities to inspire their allies and demoralize their foes. As a half-elf bard, Jake could be a respected member of his community, using his musical talents to entertain and inspire those around him. In combat, he could use his bardic spells and abilities to help his allies and hinder his enemies. All right. That's great. I, I, I'm already picked. I want that dwarf cleric. That dwarf nice. cleric. I'd love yeah. to be like a, a member of the clergy of like a, a nearby, uh, of, of a nearby religion of sorts. Okay. And also in a fight club. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is uh, great. Keep strange company, this priest over here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait, you a member of a clergy of a local, like a one, just like a... I don't, I don't know. What do, what do you call like a, a congregation of clerics? A cult. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, nice. Uh, let's say, okay, so we'll say, you know, you want to be a member of a clergy of a local congregation. Let's have it. Uh, I'm going to ask Alex to see if he'll give you a title there at this clergy. Oh, yes, yes, yes. There we yes. go. Uh, title. Sure thing. Here are a few titles that Jake could have as a dwarf cleric of a local congregation High Priest. This is a common title for the leader of a religious organization and could be a good fit if Jake's character is in a leadership position at the congregation. Elder, this title could be used for a respected member of the congregation who has served for many years and has earned the trust of the community. Chaplain, this title could be used for a cleric who provides spiritual support to a specific group such as a military unit or a hospital. Canon, this title is often used in larger religious organizations and could be appropriate if Jake's character is part of a larger hierarchy. Ultimately, the specific title will depend on the structure and culture of the congregation in question, as well as Jake's preferences. Oh, okay, Jake. Well, since it sounds like your yeah, preferences like, obviously here. the cool one, high priest. High priest. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to be high priest. Tough and resilient. <laughs> I'm actually thinking, like, I'm going to ask Alex what we're going to potentially call this group that you belong to, and then we'll move to Jason real quick and see if we can get something. We'll get more of Jason's character built out. So I'll give you some things to mull over. You can stew with, and then we'll see what we go from there. Alex, um, what, what organization does Jake belong to? As for the name of the organization, it will depend on the setting and lore of your campaign. Here are a few ideas to get started. 
The Church of the Everlight, this organization could be devoted to a deity or pantheon of light, hope, and goodness. The Ironclad Brotherhood, this organization could be made up of dwarves and other sturdy races, and could be devoted to protecting their communities from external threats. The Sacred Order of the Stone, this organization could be a more mystical group of dwarves, who use their divine powers to commune with the earth and protect their ancestral homeland. Ultimately, the name of the organization should fit with the themes and tone of your campaign, as well as Jake's character and backstory. Awesome. That, ooh, yes. I, I, I want to go with the Church of the Everlight. The Church of the Everlight. Okay. Nice. Oh, yeah. I was thinking you were going to go something with like the Ironclad Brotherhood, but I mean, Church of the Everlight's good too. I, I like them both. Is, would one of them work better with the campaign potentially? Or is. Oh, no, I think they're all great, actually. They think, I think they'd all go really well with the campaign. Okay. Church of Everlight. Then. I actually really like the choice that you've made based off of the stuff that Alex and I have talked about. So I think we're good. Okay. Great. Church of the Everlight. Excellent. Foreshadowing. Foreshadowing. Oh, man. All right. So, Jason, let's uh, go to you here. For yeah. A so, we give, uh, Jake, some time to I think, over I think first of all, my, my uh, halfling monk needs a name. I'm looking for a name that uh, is both like halfling related, but also suggests that he is a monk. And uh, so, so, kind of a, a blend. I, I want to see what he can come up with, a, with for like a blended uh, name there i also want uh, a name for the monastery oh, that it comes okay. from right so so if he's uh, like a, this fighting monastery what would what would the name of that monastery be so i'm looking for a couple names all right alex well let's start with the the name and see what uh, alex thinks alex what do you think for a halfling monk here are a few ideas for a name that reflects both his race and his commitment to the monk lifestyle breezefoot this name plays off of the halfling's small size and quick movements, while also suggesting a lightness and speed that could be associated with a monk. Breezefoot. Breezefoot. That was the first recommendation. I like Breezefoot. Okay, well, I got a couple more for you. Let's <laughs> well, see what let's see, let's see we got. Let's see what we got. Stillwater. This name could evoke a sense of calm and stillness, which are qualities often associated with meditation and the monk lifestyle. Still water. I actually like still water better. You like still water better yeah. than breeze foot. Let's, yeah, let's see. A breeze let's... foot sounds like a slur. <laughs> <laughs> you breeze foot. But, but I did want him to fight with his feet. But okay. uh, but uh, I I still like still water. Still that... water. Okay, still water's number two. Okay, I have uh, one Alex, more. Alex has one more for okay, you. Let's hear. see what he says. Alex, one more. Whisperwind. This name suggests a stealthy and agile character, which could be a good fit for a monk. Okay, it also I, has a lyrical quality that is fitting for a halfling. I, I like all three of them. I, I think I'm going to go Stillwater, though. Stillwater. 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 Stillwater the monk. Stillwater the monk. And now we, you asked two questions. We want to make sure that we also Yeah, cover, so the other one is uh, the name of the monastery. The name of the monastery. That's Stillwater. All right. Well, let's, uh, let's see uh, what Alex has for monastery names. As for the name of the fighting monastery, here are a few ideas. Temple of the Rising Sun. This name suggests a place of enlightenment and new beginnings, which could be fitting for a monastery that trains monks in the art of combat. Monastery of the Open Hand. This name emphasizes the importance of physical combat and martial arts, and suggests an organization that values strength and discipline. Way of the Iron Fist. This name suggests a tough and rigorous training regimen, and emphasizes the importance of using physical force to achieve one's goals. There you go. 
All right. I think I'm going to ask it a, another question. I, okay. I, I, I think I want to, I like the, the way of the open hand and, and that kind of stuff mm-hmm. that he said, mm-hmm. but I want him to fight with his feet. So let's get one, a name of a, a monastery that focuses on, um, uh, fighting techniques that deal with, uh, with kicks. Yeah, open foot. Just yeah. I want, I want something that has to do with, uh, feet fighting. Like a, a like a foot fighting style that that these monks use. Uh, okay, let's I'm see. just imagining him like tap dancing and like <laughs> way of the tap dancer. Stillwater. Certainly. Here are some name ideas for the fighting monastery that emphasize foot fighting. Temple of the Swift Kick. This name emphasizes the mm. speed and agility that is required for effective That's foot good. fighting. Mm. Monastery of the Dancing Feet. This name evokes a sense of grace and fluidity, which could be associated with a monk's movements in combat. Way of the Flying Foot. This name suggests a high-flying and acrobatic style of foot fighting, which could be a good fit for a halfling monk. School of the Lightning Step. This name emphasizes the speed and precision that is required for effective foot fighting, and suggests a focus on lightning-fast strikes and movements. Mm. Those kicks were fast as lightning. I though I think I think I want to go with the uh, the first one. What was the first one again? Temple of the Swift Kick. <laughs> Temple, <laughs> Temple of the Swift Kick. I, I think that is uh, that is where uh, Stillwater learned his uh, his ways. I just want to note that there's nothing that comes after that, right? It's not a swift kick in the no. anything. It's yeah, just no. Temple of, of the, the swift. swift Kick. You'll find out soon Temple enough. Of the swift yeah, kick. you'll find out soon enough where that swift quick kick is going. Awesome. All right, Jason. I think that's great. Let's have you uh, mull over that for a little bit and um we'll see if we can come back to you on some other things that we'll have for your character and then uh maddie we can go with you i think you had a couple questions we're hoping to get to right yeah so i kind of i feel like with the rogue lifestyle i want to go by like a secret like alias or like a nickname so i'm wondering like what in this community i'm known as oh okay it's like uh this fun alias name okay got it got it got it let's see um let's ask alex if he's got some good ideas for possible nickname ideas Things that we can have to really kind of dig into that rogue. That rogue lifestyle. Rogue lifestyle. For Tabaxi Rogue, here are some possible nickname ideas that could reflect his or her background and personality. Shadowclaw. This name emphasizes the rogue's stealth and lethality and also plays off of the Tabaxi's feline claws. Whisker. This nickname is more playful and lighthearted and could be used ironically to underscore the character's sneaky and cunning nature. Night Prowler. This name suggests a creature of the night who hunts in the shadows, which could be a fitting moniker for Tabaxi Rogue. All right. I think I'm going to go with Whisker just because I feel like it's something you would name a cat. Yes. And I, I, like- <laughs> yeah. I, think that's, I think that's great. We've got Whisker, the, the rogue here. Um, okay. And then yeah. I think, uh, was there anything else you were hoping to get? As yeah. Far as I want to know what criminal organization I work for or have worked for. Okay. Oh, criminal organization. Let's see what Alex thinks about that. We can come up with a few. Alex, give us some uh, criminal organizations here. As for the criminal organization that the Tabaxi Rogue works for, here are some ideas. The Black Claw Syndicate. This organization could be a group of thieves and smugglers who specialize in stealing high-value items and trafficking contraband. The Shadow Thieves Guild. This organization could be a more organized and disciplined group of rogues who use their skills to accumulate wealth and power. The Cat Burglars Guild. (laughs) 
This organization <laughs> could be a group of highly skilled it. rogues who specialize in breaking into wealthy homes and businesses to steal valuable <laughs> items. The cat burglars. The cat bur- oh, I mean, obviously, we gotta go with that. <laughs> oh, Alex, you're just so, so creative. Predictable. So predictable sometimes, this AI uh, material. Okay, so uh, what are you thinking on that one? I don't know. What was the second one again? The second one was the Shadow Thieves Guild. I know. I kind of like the idea of coming from something a little bit more diverse. A little less on the nose. Yeah. The other ones are like herding cats. And you know how that goes. <laughs> the Black Claw Syndicate. I mean, <laughs> I mean <laughs> No. Okay. <laughs> uh, all right. So you want to go with the uh, cat burglar guild? No. I'm no, no. <laughs> the second one. That was the, uh, the shadow, shadow thieves. thieves guild. Okay. Okay. Great. So uh, let's. Uh, I'm going to recap here so we don't lose too much here. So Jason, you're going with the name. Which name did you pick? Yeah. I went with Stillwater. Okay. Now uh, uh, from the trained in the temple of the swift kick. All right. We're just making sure Alex is on the same page here, and then you or Maddie, you're going with. Uh, Whisker from the Shadow right. Thieves Guild. Single whisker, too. I don't have... <laughs> it's just whisker? It's just one whisker. <laughs> whisker. Whisker from the whisker. Shadow I hardly Thieves. knew her. Yeah. <laughs> I almost did the exact same one. <laughs> um, do you only have one whisker? That's what I'm trying to decide. I think, yeah. 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 <laughs> you lost the rest in battles. It used to be whiskers, yeah. but <laughs> it's changed. It's evolved over time. If it... There's a story behind each one. There's a story. Yeah. Each whisker was lost. Every person she I've killed a, is one whisker. <laughs> she had she had a nine whiskers. Yeah, she's down to just one. I would like the Lorax. She's a life that she's seen. lost. Yeah, <laughs> you've killed a lot of people. Oh yeah. Ooh. Ooh. Uh, all right, uh, Jake. We're gonna come back to you. Um, what uh, what uh, what are the things we want to know about your character here? Well, I think two of the most obvious ones so far is I'd love to know what uh, his name is. Oh yes, okay. And also what his uh, what he goes by when he's in the Fight Club. He's got he's got to have a fake ooh, name, ooh, a ooh, fighting yeah. name. Yeah, like what's his fighting name? What is his fighting yeah, name? Uh, his okay. arena name. So yeah. you you are the high you're the high priest dwarf cleric, right? Uh-huh. Of the Church of the Everlight. His high pr- I mean, it already sounds like a title. Yeah, I know. That, that, yeah, that sounds like a pro wrestler. <laughs> Welcome, high priest, dwarf cleric. No. To bless you with some pain. <laughs> okay, so I have I put some things in there and it gave me name names, but you're asking for a well, fight club name. Both. Oh, okay. Name okay. name and fight club name. All right, so let's ask Alex here. We got uh, some ideas for name name, and then uh, we'll we'll start there, and then we can see if we can, what, what uh, we're going to see what, um, Alex comes up with for your name when I ask for a name here and then we can go from there. Sure thing. Here are a few name ideas for a dwarf cleric who serves as a high priest in the Church of the Everlight. Thordrim Ironfist. This name emphasizes the character's strength and resilience as well as his unshakable faith. Mm-hmm. Stone Beard. This name plays off of the character's dwarven heritage and suggests a stalwart and immovable presence. Brenner Lightbringer, this name emphasizes the character's role as a spiritual leader and suggests a sense of warmth and guidance. Galder Hammerheart, this name suggests a character who is both powerful and compassionate and who wields both spiritual and physical strength. Oh, ugh. 
Those are all so great. They are all. These are like, for <laughs> dwarven names, these are solid dwarven names. Yeah, they could be way worse. Thorgrim, Iron Fist, <laughs> yeah, Drogon, Stonebeard. Oh, these are just so Yeah, good. those are tough. Yeah, those are clutch. It's between uh, Thorgrim and Brenner right now. Ooh. Ooh. I'm, I'm really loving the whole Church of the Everlight because this is, obviously goes hand in hand with a, a light-based cleric. Mm-hmm. So lots of guiding bolt coming your way. Mm. Um I I just just to go with it. I just want Brenner Light Lightbringer. Brenner Lightbringer just makes a lot of sense for him. Yeah, I like it. Brenner Lightbringer. That's a do- that's a dope title. Mm. Okay, uh, but you you want to know also your Fight Club name? Yeah, because he yeah. can't he can't be known as that in the fight his stage club. name. Yeah, it's like, dude, is there a priest here? What the heck's going on? <laughs> Ooh. I need to know what his disguise is later, too. Yeah, Ooh. we got to do disguises. Uh, all right, let's see if we can get something here. It's going to be hard to see who I am because there's so many people that look like me <laughs> in this community. I know, all these other cats everywhere. All right, we're going to see. Hey, uh, let's ask Alex here. Okay, Alex, give us a few names for uh, maybe some stage names or some fighting names for uh, for. Uh, Brenner Lightbringer. Sure thing. Here are a few ideas for a stage slash fighting name for your dwarf cleric. The Hammer of Light. This name plays off of the character's dwarven heritage and suggests a powerful and righteous force. The Radiant Fist. This name combines the character's devotion to the Church of the Everlight with his fighting skills, suggesting a holy warrior who brings the light of the gods to the darkness. The Shield Bearer, this name emphasizes the character's role as a protector of his congregation and suggests a tough and resilient defender who is hard to bring down. The Ironclad Preacher, this name plays (laughs) off of the character's clerical abilities and his dwarven toughness, suggesting a relentless force who is both a spiritual guide and a physical powerhouse. I don't know, the the Ironclad Preacher. Oh, that... Oh, the other two are pretty good. Like the first yeah. two with the light, the hammer of light. With, the hammer of light is nice. The, ra- the radiant fist. Uh, mm. The shield bearer. Yeah. Yeah. That that nobody good. likes that, that one. That one's pretty boring. But the ironclad preacher. That's pretty dope. <laughs> 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 You're yeah. so good. I know. It's great, but it's You just preach so with your fist. It's awesome, but at the same time, it's like, I don't want anybody to know, or do I? Mm. Oh, oh, well. It's like the worst kept secret in this community. Like, <laughs> everybody just pretends not to know. He just shows up with, like, scratches on his face, and he's just, like, there at the pulpit, and people are like, yeah, Joe won't ask questions. About <laughs> yeah. Are, are you guys going to watch Brenner tonight? He's fighting, I mean, uh, the, pre- the ironclad the preacher. The ironclad preacher. <laughs> I, mean, uh, I mean, it's up to you. If you want, I can ask, we can ask Alex again to come up with some different names that uh, obfuscate your identity. Oh, no, no, no. I like the hammer of light. Okay, yeah, that's hammer, hammer of light. The hammer of light is his name. All right. Yeah, which right, uh, right. suggests a, a pretty sweet uh, magic weapon coming your way mm, too. Maybe, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Maybe I can use hint. that as my arcane. Maybe focus. a cloak. Oh, okay. Wait, that's what you guys are thinking, right? Yeah, yeah a cloak yeah. with yes. a hammer on it. Uh, yes. I yes. thought you were talking about a bag of holding. I don't know what we're talking about. All right, uh, yeah, uh, Jake. I'm gonna have you mull over that again uh, okay. for a little bit. As we, we'll do. We'll continue to do the rounds here. Um, okay. So I, I was. I'm hoping, I'm hoping that. I'm not sure. If, I want to make sure the listeners are being able to follow kind of what's going on. So we'll we're gonna come back to Jason, uh, and we can do like 
a quick recap of what you have so far and then uh, what your next question is. Okay. So uh, I'm going with, again, Stillwater, the halfling monk, trained in the temple of the swift kick. I'm looking for like a title that he would have in in the monastery. And then also like uh, I like the idea of like a, a karate belt. And I want to know what what color belt would come with the rank that he has there? Oh, okay. Let's see. Um, it's white. He just joined on Thursday. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, Changed right. his name. So and we're, we're going to ask Alex a little bit of uh, some of your, uh, some options. We're going to ask Alex for a few options um, and of titles and color of belts. We'll see what, let's see what Alex does here. Sure. Here are a few options for a cool title and color belt for still waters rank in the temple of the swift kick. Master of the Flowing Footwork, this title emphasizes mm, still nice. water's expertise in foot-based martial arts and suggests a graceful, fluid style of fighting. The color belt that goes with this rank could be light blue, to suggest the flow of water. Mm. Grandmaster of the Lightning Kick, this title <laughs> emphasizes still water's... Alright, gra- Grandmaster of the Lightning Kick, <laughs> this, this is going to be hard to beat. You all right, let's see. This is, is this master. Okay, this title exists. Mastery of lightning fast kicks and suggests a powerful, electrifying style of fighting. The color belt that goes with this rank could be yellow to suggest the energy and vitality of lightning. Okay, uh, sorry, I accidentally interrupted uh, Alex there. So, Grandmaster of the Lightning Kick, that's the second one. I like that one. Okay. That one's going to be hard to beat. Um, we're going to see that he's got one more. Okay, we'll, we'll see if this one's any better. High Priest of the Temple of the Swift Kick. This title emphasizes Stillwater's spiritual leadership within the temple and suggests a deep commitment to the monk lifestyle. The color belt that goes with this rank could be dark green to suggest the strength and stability of the earth. Uh, what's interesting, I think, about what Alex has given us in this one is it's almost like he's given us ranks within the same organi- like the organization, right? Like that there's maybe... Like the master level, the grandmaster, and then the high priest. Right. And that uh, the title, like each one has its own color. So it's like you have your blue, you have your yellow, and you have your, um, what, what, was, what was the last one? Green. The green. green the yeah, dark blue, green. yellow, and dark Light green. Light blue. Yeah. Yellow. Um, I, I'll green. tell you right now. Uh, Stillwater is definitely going to be a yellow belt. A yellow belt. Yes. <laughs> yes, he is. Yes. He's going to be the, uh, uh, the what was it, grandmaster? Grandmaster. Of the lightning kick. Grandmaster of the lightning kick. Okay, so what would uh, the Grandmaster of the lightning kick, Stillwater, what would his stage name or fighting name be? All right. Mm. Um, this is actually hilarious, I think. <laughs> uh, this is not actually, as we were thinking about this, we're going to like... This is actually something that I had not considered at all when I was going through <laughs> the preparations uh, for this campaign is like that you guys would have or want stage names or fighting names yeah. at all. This is fantastic um, for Stillwater. Did you include his title in there? Grandmaster of the Lightning Kick? All right, Alex, let's see what we got. Certainly. Here are some potential stage names or fighting names for Stillwater, the Grandmaster of the Lightning Kick. The Halfling Thunderbolt. This name highlights Stillwater's small size and explosive power. The Swift Halfling. This name emphasizes Stillwater's speed and agility and could suggest a quick and nimble fighting style. The Lightning Fist. 
This name focuses on Stillwater's mastery of lightning-fast kicks and could emphasize his hand-to-hand -hand combat skills. The Spark. This name could reference Stillwater's lightning-based fighting style and suggest a quick and nimble fighter who strikes with precision. The Thundering Halfling Monk. This name combines several elements from Stillwater's backstory and suggests a powerful, lightning-fast fighter with a deep devotion to his monk training. All right. I liked uh, the first one. What was that again? The Halfling what? The Halfling Thunderbolt. The Halfling Thunderbolt. I also just like Spark as well. <laughs> just like a, a quick yeah. little Spark. Spark. But I think I'm going to go with uh, the Halfling Thunderbolt is what he's going to be known by on stage or in the fight club. Uh, so I guess he has three titles now. Stillwater, the Grandmaster of Lightning Kick, and uh, and the Thunderbolt. The, th the Halfling Thunderbolt. The Halfling Thunderbolt. A.K.A. Yeah. The Halfling Thunderbolt. Awesome. All right. Okay, I'll work on some more thoughts and questions while we move cool. on to Maddie. All right, Maddie. Well, give us a, qu a quick summary. You're a... I'm a tabaxi rogue. Mm -hmm. And sitting here, I'm realizing we got a dwarf, we got a halfling, and I'm going to be the tallest. The cat is going to be <laughs> yeah. just towering over them. Um, but I am from the Shadow Thieves Guild. Mm -hmm. And so what I wanted to know, I feel like I don't want to be a thief. I want to do something else for the organization. Oh, okay. So what kind of work do I do for them that's not thievery? That's not theory. Okay, well, let's ask Alex. If uh, if, uh, if Whisker is not a thief, what does Whisker do? If Whisker is working for the Shadow Thieves Guild but isn't a thief himself, there are several types of work he could do to support the guild's operations. Here are a few possibilities. Information gathering. Whisker could use his tabaxi abilities to move silently and quickly through the city, gathering information on rival gangs, potential marks, or valuable loot. He could also use his stealth and dexterity to pick locks and disable traps to access secure areas and gather intel. Assassination. Although he may not be a thief, Whisker could use his rogue skills to eliminate targets on behalf of the guild. He could be a silent and deadly assassin, able to slip in and out of a target's home undetected and take them out with precision. Those are two options. I think there's two more. Yeah. Okay, well, we got uh, inf information gathering, uh, assassination. Okay, well, yeah. Alex has got two more for you. All right. Smuggling. Whisker could use his speed and agility to transport goods for the guild, smuggling contraband across borders or sneaking items past city guards. He could use his stealth to avoid detection and his street smarts to navigate dangerous territories. Intimidation. Whisker could use his feline prowess to intimidate rival gangs or anyone who crosses the Shadow Thieves Guild. He could be the muscle behind the guild's operations, ready to pounce on anyone who threatens their territory. Okay. All right. I kind of dig the muscle, like being the enforcer type intimidator. Intimidator. All right. Okay. It also, uh, uh, Alex has assumed that you are that uh, Whisker is a he. Yeah. That's fine by me. Okay, you can play Whisker the He. Sounds great. Yeah, dog. Okay, what I'm are the like, questions? I'm, I'm, I'm a man over here. Yeah. Let's, uh, what, what are the questions? Do you have another question you want to ask, or do you want to go um, come back to you? Let's see. I think, um, how did he get the name Whisker? Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, Swear to God, if you guys call me Cat one more time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Whisker could have gotten his name in a few different ways, depending on his backstory and personality. Here are a few possibilities. Appearance. Whisker could have gotten his name because of his distinctive facial features. 
Perhaps he has long, luxurious whiskers that he takes pride in, or maybe his facial hair is patchy or uneven, giving him a scrappy appearance. Skill, Whisker could have earned his name because of his ability to move quickly and gracefully, like a cat. Maybe he's known for his lightning-fast reflexes or his ability to land on his feet after a fall. Behavior, Whisker could have earned his name because of his cat-like behavior. Maybe he's a bit aloof or independent, preferring to work alone and on his own terms. Alternatively, he could be curious and playful, always poking his nose into other people's business. Meow, 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 meow. Mannerisms, <laughs> Whisker could have gotten his name because of his quirks or mannerisms. Perhaps he has a nervous tick that causes him to twitch his nose or blink rapidly, or maybe he's always sniffing around, trying to catch a whiff of something interesting. I kind of like the second one because it implies that like he has this name, right? That like one who whisks, and then they find out he's a cat. Like when they meet him, <laughs> like, it's like I thought you guys were just being racist. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> oh, all right, sounds good. We got uh, we got uh, some for Whisker. We've added uh, what 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 Whisker does at the guild, right? Mm -hmm. Kind of the role. You're not really a thief. No. No. Uh, you do some other things for them, which is great. Where you said, yeah. uh, "What do we? What do we decide on? Smuggling? No, intimidation. Intimidation. Okay, okay. Got it. With a whisk. Whisk with yeah. a whisk. It's like, why did you bring a whisk? You have whisk. claws. Yeah. Like, what are you doing? Uh, okay. Let's see. Um, are you are you good for now? And any of the, you think I on some so. other questions? Okay. Okay. All right, Jake. What do we got for you? Well, we've got a lot so far, and. I would like to put forward maybe as a question, I don't think we need to necessarily ask Alex this because I know one of the um, weapons that you can use as a cleric is a war hammer, which makes a lot of sense considering he's known as the hammer of light. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So would it be possible to just assume that that's his weapon of choice? Sure. Yeah. If that's what you want to do. We can do that. Perfect. Now I just need to know what outfit he would wear to complement that hammer when he's in this fight club. Oh. What, what does his unitard look like? I yeah. think is what uh, he's asking. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, Cause that's most important to me. He's just got to look rocking. He's, he's, he's a bomb. All right. Let's see here. Uh, we can ask Alex, what kind of outfit do you wear? Um, as this fighter. As a high priest and cleric of the Church of the Everlight, Branner Lightbringer's outfit would likely be heavily influenced by his religious affiliation. Typically, clerics of the Church of the Everlight would wear white or gold robes adorned with the symbol of their deity, which in this case is likely a representation of the Everlight. The robes might be trimmed with gold or silver thread, and Branner might wear a matching hood or cloak to complete the outfit. In terms of armor, Branner would likely wear something light and flexible that allows him to move quickly and cast spells without hindrance. He might wear a breastplate or chainmail shirt under his robes, along with leather bracers or greaves to protect his arms and legs. Overall, Branner's outfit would be a mix of functional armor and ceremonial robes, designed to both protect him in battle and signify his status as a high-ranking cleric. Mm, yes. I'm loving this look already. It's beautiful. Fantastic. All right. Uh, we got the look. We're looking good. Um, 
It's got the drip. It's got the drip. <laughs> <laughs> He's so cool already. Soaking wet over there. All right. Uh, <laughs> I'm thinking about um, something I maybe we should include here is um, how you guys all know each other. Ooh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. This is a Motley crew. Yeah, let's find out how we, we know all, each other. We are all getting drinks together. Isn't that how this started? Yeah. <laughs> we met that we, day. We were at a tavern for sure. That's where you were at the time that you were approached by Malachi, but... Uh, I assume we were sitting at the same table. Uh, yeah, I mean, sure. Yeah. Yeah, of course yeah. you are. Three blank sheets of paper mm. sitting at a table. <laughs> uh, Four D6s in front of us. <laughs> ready to roll. All right. Um, a priest, a mafia boss, and a halfling <laughs> walk into a bar. <laughs> it ends in Fight Club. Mm-hmm. All right, so Shh. I asked... Oh, I asked, I asked, uh, I asked, that was the first time it gave me too much information based off of some other stuff. So I asked it again. I said, Hey, you know, give me a reason, um, that they knew each other before the campaign. All right. So let's see what Alex says about this one. One possible reason for the characters to know each other before the campaign could be that they were all part of the same adventuring group that disbanded for some reason. They may have gone their separate ways, but remained in contact with each other over the years. Alternatively, they could have grown up in the same town or city and developed a close friendship, leading to them adventuring together in the past. Whatever the reason, their shared history could help explain why they are willing to band together again for this new adventure. All right, so all right, I, I have a suggestion. Yeah, let's hear maybe it. maybe instead of how do the three of us know each other, how about how does uh, Stillwater and Whisker know each other? How does Whisker and uh, what was your Iron Bull, no. Brenner? Brenner. How does Whisker and Brenner know each other? And then how does Brenner and Stillwater know each other? Yeah. I mean, the some. first one does imply, though, that there's beef and like there's drama. It but was disbanded I, for some yeah, reason. Disbanded. All right. Well, let's, uh, let's see. Uh, how, do, how does Stillwater and uh, Whisker know each other? Alex? Stillwater and Whisker could have met each other during a previous mission where they had to work together, possibly as members of the same adventuring group. Alternatively, they could have grown up in the same neighborhood or city and formed a friendship <laughs> through a mutual love of martial arts and thievery. It's also possible okay. that they may have met in the fighting circuit and become friendly rivals or partners in some matches. The exact nature of their relationship will depend on your preferences and the backstory you want to create for the characters. All right, let's like let's select one of those and uh, and see if we can build on that a little bit. Which okay. one did you like? I like the one where they like knew each other as kids that were like became friends just raising hell in their little town, like where where we both were into martial arts and uh, and thievery. And, yeah, <laughs> yeah, we were the same height back then. Yeah, so uh, let's let's ask about the let's say, say that we uh, that they grew up together and became friends over martial arts and thievery. And maybe ask what what would the question be? What would bind us together? Yeah. What what what's a what's, what's an incident that yeah? Made All us right, so we like, said we're, we're picking which we're picking what this you guys knew each other from from we grew from up together childhood. from childhood and we both had an interest in martial arts and thievery. Got it. And we want to know about one minor incident that maybe we got in trouble in together with. Got it. Um, due to their interest in martial arts and thievery. Got it. Hand in hand. Like <laughs> peanut butter and jelly, martial arts and thievery. <laughs> Just these little delinquents. Yeah. What are you into? I don't know. 
martial arts, thievery. I just like stealing stuff. Yeah, stealing stuff, beating people up. You like this shirt? I stole it. <laughs> I beat someone up and stole it. <laughs> That's not my blood. <laughs> stole it, and then I beat somebody up with it. With the shirt? Yes, with the shirt. <laughs> All right, let's see here. One incident Stillwater and Whisker could have gotten into as delinquent kids is breaking into a local noble's mansion to steal some valuable items. They could have planned the heist for weeks, but things went wrong when they accidentally triggered a trap and set off an alarm. As they tried to make their escape, they found themselves cornered by the noble's guards. In a desperate move, Stillwater used his martial arts skills to take down several guards while Whisker used his quick thinking and agility to slip past the others and escape. This incident could have cemented their bond and led to more daring heists in the future. Wow. It, it sounds like an episode of Calvin and Hobbes, right? <laughs> <laughs> and I'm Hobbes. And, Hobbes. and you're Hobbes. Yeah, I like it. I like it. We, uh, we were... Uh, yeah, I think that's perfect. I love it. We went on a little heist together when we were young and uh, and then uh, specialized later. That's good. That's good background. Mm-hmm. All right. Now I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to see what Alex thinks about how Whisker and uh, Brenner and Lightbringer knew each other. Um, but I also want it to be different than your the, the history that you two have. So let's yeah. see what uh, Alex can come up with here. Whisker and Brenner Lightbringer may have crossed paths when Brenner was visiting a nearby town or village to spread the teachings of the Church of the Everlight. Perhaps Whisker was hired by the local authorities or Brenner's congregation to assist with a security issue, and the two worked together to resolve it. Alternatively, maybe Whisker was in need of spiritual guidance and sought out Brenner for counseling, and they formed a bond of friendship and trust. Okay. What do you think? I like the first one. Um, Just like you have like being hired by the church is like hiring mobsters. (laughs) But like that's that's your specialty though, right? Like you are like, my job is intimidation. Yeah. And the church comes in and they're like, okay, well, we need some muscle. So let's go uh, with this. Let's go hire some criminals (laughs) (laughs) to lay down the law. How else could we bring them to the light if we don't start with the criminals? Right. Exactly. Okay. I really I like think. that. I I think that's fun. I was I had a few ideas in my head of like what I was thinking it might be, but that one trumps all of them. I because yeah. it's so it's such a backwards relationship. It's like mm-hmm. yeah, I'm gonna hire you a, a mobster to do this, mm-hmm. but then we're gonna we're gonna become buddies that over. Dude's it. Pretty chill <laughs> <laughs> for a priest. Let's he can hang. hang. Yeah. <laughs> it's like yeah, you want to go out to the bar after this? It's like. What? You got to grab some Absolutely. of the <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> All right. Let's see here. Um, okay. So I think we're good. We know we know how you guys know each other. Let's see if there's anything Alex can come up with for maybe a special reason why uh, Brenner and Stillwater know each other. Brenner and Stillwater know each other from Brenner seeking advice and guidance from the monks at the Temple of the Swift Kick. Brenner was struggling with a personal crisis and the monks helped him find his faith again. During his stay at the temple, Brenner and Stillwater trained together and developed a bond based on mutual respect and admiration. Brenner continued to visit the temple and train with Stillwater even after he left to pursue his clerical studies. Okay, that's, that's yeah. pretty cool. I, I actually thought it was going to go the opposite direction. Maybe I was uh, seeking him out as a spiritual advisor to get rid of my thievery, and he he brought me to the monks. But uh, I like the opposite. I like uh, mm-hmm. I like you in a like a crisis of faith. 
coming to the monks to help you uh, realign and learn how to do swift kicks. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's pretty good. I'm curious, uh, you know, Alex, what what was uh, what was Brenner's crisis? Should we ask Alex? Yeah, what was that, yeah. that's my next question. Oh, yeah. 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 What's his crisis? <laughs> All right, let's find out, Alex. What do you think? As a high priest of the Church of the Everlight, Brenner faced a crisis of faith when he discovered that a fellow member of the clergy had been involved in corruption and misuse of church funds. The incident caused him to question his own beliefs and his place within the church. He struggled with the decision of whether to stay and fight for reform from within or to leave and find a new path. Eventually, with the help of Stillwater and Whisker, he found a way to reconcile his faith with the reality of the situation and decided to stay and work towards positive change within the church. Wow. Well, that's what he hired the muscle for. Yeah. <laughs> I, was just gonna, I was thinking the same thing. I was like, maybe he hired Whisker to like run some sort of reconnaissance on this guy. To, or just go beat up some dirty priests. Yeah, or that's, yeah. that's where you found out about this uh, this money deal that was going on is while you hired uh, Whisker out yeah. to do this yeah. thing. Yeah. It's like, whoa, small world, guys. That's a, that's a pretty good bond. I like that relationship we have. It's like nothing yeah. I would have thought of. That's great. Yeah, mutual respect. I would have never thought that. Yeah. I don't even know um, what that is. Well, what is mutual respect? <laughs> hey, Alex, can you define mutual respect? No, I mean, yeah. <laughs> all right. So um, we've got, I think we got a pretty good background. That's, for a uh, lot. Yeah, I like that a lot. We, I like where we're going. We know uh, we've got a great relationship between all of you. You've all decided, like, maybe you're just grabbing something here at the local tavern, uh, just chatting over all this nice fun mm. history you have together with the corrupt members of the church <laughs> yeah. uh, and whatever have you there. Maybe this is where we meet when, uh, when we don't want the church to know we're meeting about oh. the church. We go to the tavern. Yeah. Cause no, yeah. cause no one from the church. Is no from the tavern. Not even Malachi. Not even Malachi. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Uh, let's see. I think we have a pretty good thing. Let's do maybe, the last little round here about uh, any last questions that you might be looking for. Um, okay. I was, uh, I, I don't know if this is too early. I don't know if you're passing out magic items. I mean, I think that for what I want to do for the campaign, uh, we'll probably be at a reasonable level. So we, we can, we can poke around now. Let's see. I, I would like to, uh, I would love it if my yellow belt was magically enhanced somehow, oh, right? Okay. Help, maybe help me with my kicks or something. So how could, uh, you know, it's not a traditional magic item in Dungeons and Dragons. It's a girdle. It makes belt. you look really yeah. skinny. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I'll take it. I'll take it. Just, uh, yeah, what, what could this yellow belt do for me? Okay. We want to know if this yellow belt. Um, all right, Alex. Let's see what uh, Let's see what Alex says for this yellow belt. Sure. Here's a suggestion for a magical yellow belt for still water. Thunderbolt belt of the swift kick. Wondrous item, rare, requires attunement. Okay. This belt is made of durable yellow fabric and is embroidered with lightning bolts. It magically enhances the wearer's kicks with powerful electric energy. Mm. While wearing this belt, still water gains the following benefits. His un- Oh, sorry, uh, before we get into all the benefits. <laughs> that, that, mm-hmm. Yeah, for, first of all, uh, there, there's a lot of tease going on. And then you pausing it yes. created a lot more tease. <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty excited about Wonderful. a wondrous item, attunement, all this yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, this is, uh, Alex, this is really great. All right, let's see. Uh, so um, let's let's see what this does and see if it's not too broken. Let's see if Alex is going to I think, right. yeah, I doubt it's broken. Yeah, no. I, bet, I bet it's yeah, perfect no. for this campaign. Oh, you're really yeah. fine. Yeah, okay. All right, Alex, let's hear about it. What does it do? 
Unarmed strikes with his feet count as magical for the purpose of overcoming resistance and immunity to non-magical attacks and damage. That's not bad. Yeah, and and that, that actually comes with the monk already. Yeah, so. you'll get that anyway. Yeah, yeah. So I, maybe I, you can, if you needed to give your belt to somebody else, yeah, no, yeah. Oh, you would never do I that. I would never do that. Unless they were a grandmaster of swift kicks. Oh, of course, because you have to earn the belt. Or of lightning yeah. kicks, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's funny that it, it 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 will give you the ability to do something that you would ma- you would figure out anyways. Right. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Let's see what else. When he hits with an unarmed strike with his feet, the target takes an additional one d six lightning damage. Once per long rest, still water can use an action to activate the belt's thunderbolt strike ability. When he does so, the next unarmed strike he makes with his feet before the end of his turn deals an additional 2d6 lightning damage. That's not overpowered at all. No, I think not it's over, yeah, yeah. fantastic. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty good. The idea of uh, being able to do an additional 1d6 is not too crazy. And then like a, once, a once a day, an extra 2d6, that's it. almost nothing. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Now this is all just flash yeah, that's and flavor. Fine. I love it. I love it. Okay, great. Whisker. Or Maddie, sorry, or whatever. It's fine. I, I, I'll answer to both. <laughs> I'm so deep in game over here. Yeah, yeah, she's over there already rolling <laughs> dice to, to, to get the character created. All right. I want to know what Whisker's pet peeve is because um, I think that's funny. The Pun whisker, intended. Whisker has a pet peeve. Okay, I think we can figure that out. Let's see what Alex says about a pet peeve for Whisker here. Whisker's pet peeve is when people talk down to him or underestimate him because of his small size. He always carries a small silver coin with him that he uses as a distraction or bribe if necessary. Thanks, Alex. I appreciate that oh. little bit of flavor. Wow. That, 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 was, that, was, that was pretty cool flavor. <laughs> yeah. All right. So I got a silver coin. Is that it? <laughs> what? I hate people talking down to me and I had, um, I've got money. Yeah. And you people underestimate you. A little bit of cash. Yeah. I'm flush. <laughs> we, we are from like prestigious organizations. And so <laughs> they others, found me in the trash. Yeah, and and so people might think you're uh, you're trash, but no, that's no, not the case. That isn't that is an interesting take, yeah. right? Because uh, the other people around you two might actually look down on mm-hmm. her as a or look down on him, Whisker as a as a criminal and a and a thief. And a thief. All right, sounds good. You uh, don't judge though. Well, I mean, we hired Whisker. You, you yeah. might not, but maybe some other members of your clergy do. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, that's yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Why are you hanging around with these mafia bugs? That's these so weird. flea bag. What was the what was the one that we thought was a slur? I can't remember. <laughs> what was it? The, the flea like, bag swift footers. Like swift Slick or... feet. Foot grabbers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't remember, I don't remember what it was. Uh, all right, sounds good. Uh, Jake, uh, what do you got in here? And last questions? Yeah, I do have one more. I, I just want to know a little bit more about Brenner Lightbringer's background. I'm curious to know his inspiration on, on like what in how he joined uh, the clergy. Mm-hmm. Like maybe he was, uh, he joined up as a kid yeah. or was it later on in his life? Did his parents force him to? Something like that. I just want to know where he came from. Got it. All right. Well, let's ask Alex. Alex, uh, let's learn a little bit more about um, Lightbringer's inspiration to becoming a priest. Yes. Brenner Lightbringer was raised in a family of dwarven clerics who had a long tradition of serving the Church of the Everlight. From a young age, he was inspired by the selflessness and devotion of his family members who spent their lives helping others and spreading the light of their faith. As he grew older, Brenner became more and more drawn to the idea of following in his family's footsteps and dedicating his life to serving the church as a cleric. 
Eventually, he joined the clergy and worked his way up through the ranks, ultimately becoming a high priest and leader of his congregation. Mm. Excellent. Tradition. Yeah. Tradition. Yeah, thank you. I, I was hoping for that one. Uh, okay, great. Well, it looks like we got a reasonable yeah. amount of character uh, here for each one of you. Um, let's uh, let's let's do one one more thing here. I want to do, and then we'll get to some catchphrases. Um, Is it too soon to have a, a group name? Oh, we should. Uh, oh, heck yeah. yeah, we should do catchphrases and a group name. What we All call right. ourselves just what the three of us call ourselves. Yeah. <clears throat> all right uh let's do one thing i want to make sure that all of you don't feel left out and that jason's not manipulating the system and being the only one here for with a magical item so i'm going to give one to you whisker let's see what uh, alex has here for whisker is it a ball uh, with a bell in it <laughs> <laughs> it's a silent bell though because yeah. it doesn't want to give away your only you can hear it does that or it throws the sound on the other side of the room <laughs> yeah, there you Ooh, go. I love it's it. just a tail to chase yeah uh, uh, all right, so I'm going to ask y'all, hey, Alex, let's get uh, well, at least one themed magic item for Whisker and one for uh, Brenner here. Sure. Here are some ideas. Themed magic item for Whisker. Name, Shadows Whisper. Description, this sleek black dagger is adorned with silver engravings that glimmer in the moonlight. When used in the shadows or in darkness, it grants the wielder enhanced stealth and agility. Once per day, the dagger can be used to create a temporary darkness in a 10-foot radius, allowing the wielder to make a quick getaway or surprise attack. Okay, there you go. Cool. So uh, that's one for you, and then we'll get one for uh, Brenner. All right. Themed magic item for Brenner Lightbringer. Name, Everlight's Radiance. Description, this golden holy symbol of the Church of the Everlight glows with a warm, comforting light that banishes darkness and evil. When held by a follower of the church, it grants them additional healing powers and the ability to turn undead creatures. Once per day, the holy symbol can be used to cast a powerful burst of radiant energy, dealing damage to undead and evil creatures in a 30-foot radius. So we've got the Everlight's Radiance for you and the Shadow's Whisper for Whisker. Nice. Whisper for Whisker. I think Brendan also needs his magic war hammer. I was I was thinking about that. This Everlight's Radiant sounds like it could be my uh, symbol my, mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. I use for the mm-hmm. spells. And I was thinking if maybe possibly there could be a slot inside my hammer that I that can holds insert it, it mm. into. Yeah, no, like that sounds great. Hilt. Yeah. I like that idea. Like that. Yeah. Yeah, so it's part of the hammer. Run with it. Mm-hmm. Run with it. Love it. It's got a pocket. You can also put snacks in it <laughs> <laughs> for the journey. Little tiny snacks. Little light, a light snack. <laughs> yeah. Stop. Yeah. Okay. Oh, 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 hey, oh. There we go. All right. All right. Now we get to one of my favorite parts of what we've decided to hear with the Betray Eyes. Give everybody catchphrases. Uh, so let's. We're gonna ask, we're gonna start with Stillwater. We're gonna ask uh, what Stillwater's catchphrase will be. Uh, we want to make sure, what are you, what are you thinking? Here yeah, I want to make sure, I, I mean, it needs to be brief, but I also want it to, I don't want it to be a catchphrase like he used when fighting as more, I, I want something that invokes his wisdom, right? As a, <laughs> as a grandmaster. Yeah. So, so not like I'm going to chop you to bits or kick you in the face or something like that. I want it to, to be kind of a wise saying that he reverts to. All right, let's, uh, let's see what, uh, Alex, Alex, I mean, Alex, can you come up with one, maybe one catchphrase for this? What do you think? 
Silent Mind, Swift Kick. That's it. No. Yeah. I mean, it sounds kick. kind of proverb-like. Swift Kick. Yeah, and, and I think it could apply to uh, a non-physical uh, thing. Like if if you're maybe maybe when Brennan came uh, with his faith of his crisis of faith, that's the first thing I said to him. Silent mind. Silent mind. Swift kick. Let's go mess him up. (laughs) (laughs) He's like, hey guys, this guy's like been embezzling money. You're like, oh yeah. Silent Silent mind. mind. Swift Swift kick. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Let me. I'm gonna ask Alex to see if he comes up with a couple more, and then we'll see. We'll pick to see if he comes up with a better. All right, Alex. What else you got? Sure. How about feel the thunder of my lightning kicks? Or I strike like lightning and hit like thunder. Ooh, no. Oh, that's good. I think think I'm going to go still mind. Swift kick. I mean, it definitely does lean into the grandmaster wisdom wisdom. as opposed to um, what you would get from... um, I I think he's going to spend the first round of combat meditating. Just, like just, just meditating. And the second round, which will be the final round, will be a swift kick. <laughs> nice. That, that's his combat. Or he just has disadvantage yeah. on yeah. initiative. <laughs> He's meditating. I'm no, meditating. No. Uh, you just, yeah, it's like, just hold on, guys. I'm just I'm a little busy right now. <laughs> and the bad guys are just so like shocked that they're like, oh, okay. <laughs> Still right. mind. Swift kick. Fantastic. All right. So uh, I'm going to ask uh, Alex. Let's see. Alex, um, what are some catchphrase options that we can get for whiskers? Or what, Whisker. what else are you thinking? I want something that incorporates some kind of cat noise, like a meow or like okay. stupidly. Like got it, got it. So I'll ask uh, Alex if we can have some catchphrases that incorporate the word meow. Let's see what he comes up with. Alex, what do you got? Here are some catchphrase options for whiskers that incorporate meow. Time to unleash the claws. Meow. <laughs> I'll have you hissing in fear. Meow. Okay, okay, wait, wait, wait. Okay. So. <laughs> What was, what was the second one? No, 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 I know we, we we heard the first one. We heard the first one, uh, and then we didn't get the other one. Let's uh, let's let's go let's go one at a time. So the first one was time to unleash the claws. <laughs> meow. meow. Okay, let's see what the second one is. I'll have you hissing in fear. Meow. I'll have you hissing in fear. <laughs> meow. Uh, all right, uh, he's, he's got a few more here. Let's see what else. Let's make this quick. I've got a ball of yarn to catch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's it. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> Let's make this quick. I've got a ball of yarn to catch. Okay. Uh, I want to be uh, 100% Meow. transparent here. Uh, Alex has a few more. So let's see let's okay. there. Okay. You don't want to mess with this kitty. Meow. <laughs> oh, no. Okay. No. Okay. <laughs> um... Okay, we got one more. We got one more. All right. I may purr like a kitten, but I'll fight like a lion. Meow. <laughs> I like how all of them are just like statement. Meow. meow. None of them start meow. No, no, none of them do. None yeah. of them do. Um, Can I change mine to still mind swift kick? Meow. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to. Um, that, that, no. would, that would have been actually really funny if that's what it, if Alex suggested for you. Still yeah. minds with kick. Meow. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, you took my catchphrase. No, I changed nope. it enough. No, it's, your, it's, your it's uniquely phrase. mine. It's vanilla yeah. icy over phrase, here. <laughs> yeah. I feel like most of these are leaning on the, or like airing on the side of xenophobic almost. Like it's like, oh, geez, you're a cat. How typical. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> or, what was the, the first one I thought was really good? Uh, time to unleash the claws. 
Time to unleash the claws. Like but one. but the yeah. ball of yarn the ball is of great. yarn is just so on yeah. brand for me. I feel like yeah. <laughs> yes, it's the uh, you, what was it? Uh, let's make this quick. I've got a ball of yarn to catch. Meow. Meow. Okay, Jake. I don't know how you got to follow that. I, don't know. <laughs> I keep thinking of like things that I want to incorporate in this, and I'm just like, I don't know. Just give it to me, Alex. Uh, give it to me. All right, let's a see. Let's see. Uh, a catchphrase for. Um, Let's see, Alex, some uh, catchphrase ideas for uh, Brenner Lightbringer. All right. All right. Here are some catchphrase ideas for Brenner Lightbringer. May the Everlight guide your path. May the Everlight guide your path. Okay, that's one. That's a blessing. I like that. Sounds a bit revealing, though, oh, as yeah, okay. to he, who he is. Yeah, okay, okay. Let's see if there's other ones here. Let the light of truth shine through the darkness. Mm. Inspiring. Mm. Still revealing. Yes, yes. Yeah. yeah, okay. This is the worst kept secret. Yeah. But, 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 but this catchphrase knows. isn't just when you're in the ring as well, right? This is oh, you, this is a life motto, yeah, this right? Is, this okay. is you. This yeah, is this is you. Okay. I mean, if we want a catchphrase for the ring, we can do that too. But uh, right now, this is the this is the essence. All of, right, all right, okay. okay. That okay. makes more sense. Okay, next one. We'll see. Okay. Faith and courage will always triumph over evil. Ooh, that's a good... Those are words to live by. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Mm-hmm. Okay, next the power of the divine will light the way. Mm-hmm. I wish you'd just go with like, bring the light. <laughs> well, I mean, sometimes people come up with better ideas than Alex, but you know, uh, he's got one last one. Let's okay. hear this one. With the grace of the ever light, we shall prevail. Mm. I'm already inspired. I feel like, uh, I feel like you hate all of these, Jake. You, we can, we can tell Alex to go back to the drawing board. Just start throwing meow at the end of them and see how it, <laughs> see how it rolls off the tongue. Mm, let's see. May the Everlight guide your path. Meow. <laughs> do, do, you want, do you want something more intimidating? Is that what you're looking for? I'm, I'm not sure. I, I really didn't think about this too heavily, but I, I don't like those. Yeah, no, it's okay. I, I feel like it just makes him sound like a square. He is a square. Yeah. You don't want he's him to be not, a square because he's hanging out with these two. <laughs> oh, yeah. that's true. Yeah. That's true. And we're at a we're at a tavern trying not to be seen. So I guess me, but 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 if he's saying this like on the daily basis, maybe maybe this he is pretending to be a square in a sense. And what's yeah, sense. I, I say you tell Alex, mm-hmm. give me a catchphrase that doesn't make him sound like a square or such a square. Yeah. Yeah. Does does Alex know those cult colloquialisms? <laughs> I mean, we'll find out. Find this out. is what makes it great. Okay. okay so yeah. I'm going to ask, I'll say, can you give us a, 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 yeah, I mean, do you want it to be like a normal catchphrase or do you want it to be like a, a, a fighting type catchphrase? Just a, just a normal catchphrase. Let's see what he's got. Sure. Here are some catchphrase ideas for Brenna Lightbringer that sound more edgy or cool. Edgy or cool. <laughs> You're such a square. Let's make you more edgy. Also, and make calling attention that it's cool. edgy and cool <laughs> makes it more edgy and cool, definitely. <laughs> Brenna, oh, you're so hip. You're so hip. <laughs> I'm... Yeah, yeah. Brennan the Edge Lord over here. Oh, right. I I know things. All right, all right. Like, there's there's actually a lot. I bring the light. What? There's actually a lot of them. So we're gonna we're gonna go through some of these real quick. And okay. Then, uh, we'll we'll see what we get here. Yeah. One. May the light guide my fist. <laughs> yes, this is more on brand. This is on brand. Okay, okay. Okay. This is more what you were thinking here. Okay. Yes, yeah, yes, okay. Yes. May the light guide my fist. All right. Let's get, let's get another one here. Two. The righteous shall prevail. The righteous shall prevail. Okay. Let's see what else. Three for the glory of the ever light. All right. Let's, let's get a fighty. Okay. Yeah. Let's get a couple more here, and I'll I'll let uh, Alex kind of just go through a few here. Four. My faith is my power. 
5. Let the divine wrath fall upon you. 6. The gods are with me in battle. 7. I am the hammer of the gods. Ooh, I like Ooh that's that. dope. I am the hammer of the gods. That's that's pretty That was way less really square. Good. Yeah. Yeah. It's intimidating. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's scary. There we go. That's it's more what I was going for. It's something a little I like that first scarier. one too. What was it again? The May the light guide my fist. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or we could change it. Uh, May the light guide my hammer. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you could do that. Uh there's still a few more. There's still a few more. Okay. Eight. No darkness can withstand the light within me. Mm, okay, well, two more, two more. Okay. Nine, by the holy light, I will smite you. Mm-hmm. Ten, in the name of the ever light, I will vanquish you. Vanquish. Mm. I like the the hammer of the... Yeah. But what, what one do you like the most? I, I, I'm inclined to agree with you. I am the hammer of the gods. I am the I hammer know, I, of that the is, gods. That's a tough one. If that's I was like a, in a fight with somebody, I'd be like, actually, yeah, and they let's pulled get that out of here. <laughs> Uh yeah, that's much more intimidating. Definitely doesn't sound like a square. You don't want to yeah. be like that guy. You're like, look, I don't embezzle money, but I'm also not a square. <laughs> I'd like to know where he needed to use that catchphrase, like what fights he has been in before to require that. Yeah. Oh yes. Uh, Is there an inquisition that's happening? He, he just has to. He, like like, there's times where you just have to lay down the law. Yeah. yeah. Like, like th- there's brawls the going on, and then all of a sudden the room quiets as you. Remind everyone as Brenner enters. Yeah. Divine justice. Of the gods. I like him. All right. So should we do our group name? Yes. Oh, I yeah. think I think we need a group name where it's like a, a secret group name uh, where we talk about uh, you know the what what's going on with with uh, with our like maybe the factions. corruptions in the church. What's going on if there are factions? Yeah, all that yeah. that kind of stuff. Like what? What would be a cool? Um, what's what's the best way to phrase that? Something we started as a joke and then started taking more and more seriously as we. Yeah, <laughs> I love yeah, it. a group name. Okay, but I don't want it to all be about like undermining the church, right? Like, like yeah. the group. The group needs to be more than just yeah. that. All right, um, I got some interesting answers here. We're we're gonna see Alex. What's uh? what Alex has to say here and then we'll go from there and we'll decide which one if, if any you like and if not maybe we can ask a follow-up question to see if we can yeah. get it. Okay. Cool. All right. Uh, Alex, give us some ideas for these group. Sure. Here are some ideas for a secret group name. The Shadow Trio. The Righteous Three. <laughs> the Under... Uh, the Righteous Three. The other one is I, I might have cut off here. Billy Triad. What was the that? The Underbelly Triad? The Underbelly Triad. <laughs> It's also where I like to get scritched. We'll try again. We'll try. I'll start that over here. The Faithful Three. The Enlightened Trio. The Holy Trinity. (laughs) 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 That one's funny because it's like a mock. (laughs) (laughs) Alex. Too far, Alex. Too far. Oh, we're going to get it. That's a uh, sacrilege. Um, I guess. I mean, but not in the D&D world. It's not sacrilege. Okay. No, not let's, at all. let's see. There's a few others here. Let's go. The Night Watchers. Mm-hmm. The Hidden Triumvirate. The Divine Triad. The Sacred Three. Remember, the group name should reflect the group's values and purposes. 
Ooh, okay. maybe, maybe we should identify some values and purposes that we have and then ask again with those in mind. Mm-hmm. So if we each had like one value or purpose, what would you guys pick? Ooh, um, I think with my character, because they, he hates when people look down on him, I think it's like equality or like, I don't know. Okay. We can do, uh, yeah. We'll include. But nobody's better than anybody else. Equality is a value. Yeah. I, I, I almost want to say truth, but that kind of undermines his whole character because now he's lying about in a fight club potentially. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm I'm just trying to think of something that's similar to that because I think he values also equality in the regard of how you treat people, but I'm, I'm not quite sure I can find a word that means that. Let me think. Yeah, you can think on that for a second. Uh, I want I want to lean into like the still mind, right? Like like uh, the ability to like mind over matter. I think would be would be uh, something that uh, still water values. Okay, okay. I've got it. Justice. Mm. Yeah, that's good. I really liked that group named the what is it? I heard one that said the the Night Watchers. The Night Watchers. Yeah, that was pretty cool. It it also seems like. I'm, I'm sure if you look it up, there's like 20 shows called The Night Watchers, and mm-hmm. it, it seems oh, like so it's too cliche. Yeah, well, it, ours it is does. A night it with does. A K. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's see here. Uh, I'm going to ask Alex and see what uh, his um, thoughts are. Incorporating, we're incorporating the values of uh, mind over matter, um, uh, still mind and justice. Let's see what he says. The Equanimous Justice League. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know what that means. That's a mouthful. Equanimous? <laughs> Equanimous <laughs> Justice League. What do you guys call yourself? Oh, we're just the Equanimous <laughs> Justice League. Try putting that on a yeah. shirt. Just we're, thinking that same yeah, yeah. Thing. We're, we're not the Justice League. Yeah. Just no, the Equanimous the Justice League. Equanimous Justice League. All right, there's a, few, there's a few more. There's a few more. Here we go. The Still Mind Vanguard. The Equality Inquisitors. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, (laughs) we think that it's funny, but at the same time, at the same time, (laughs) the idea of like vetting out these people, like, like, you know, you're vetting out these people in the church who have done the wrong things, right? Mm -hmm. You are a part of the fight club because, you know, um, it helps you get the information and skills you need to get these people. Like it's justified for you to be part of the fight club. It's, it's not, mm-hmm. is it underground really? I don't know. We didn't, I don't know. Uh, I, now I'm trying to think whether or not um, we said that it was underground at the beginning, but uh, we'll figure that out. We'll figure it out. I like that. Mm-hmm. The equality inquisitors. All right, let's see what else. The justice mind syndicate, the mindful defenders of equality. <laughs> <laughs> The, the mindful defenders of equality. MDE. <laughs> you know, Alex, Alex just has so many ideas. Oh, you know what? We should give him an acronym and just say, we want our name to, and then ha- give him a few letters and have him come up with. <laughs> yeah. With that. But, we, we can try. Let's hear, let's hear a few more here. Maybe we'll be good with what we have and then uh, we'll, we'll take it to the next step. We have to. The Serene Justice Squad. <laughs> So bad. So, so, so bad. Sometimes he's so good at coming up with ideas, and sometimes he is so bad. So bad. 
The Serene Justice Squad. SJS. <laughs> that sounds cool. Yeah. We're, we're really cool and we mean it. <laughs> Serenely. All right, let's see what else. The Balanced Advocates of Righteousness. <laughs> it's a, it's now, I do like the balance. But okay. the balance of advocates, advocates of righteousness makes it sound like we're a law, law firm. firm yeah. <laughs> Somebody that would call me at two in the morning. We're ambulance chasers. <laughs> Stillwater and Stillwater, the balance advocates of righteousness. <laughs> oh, all right, all right, all right. There's a few more. Okay. The Justice Meditators. <laughs> Just so Dumb. many, so many. Uh, All we do in our group sessions is meditation. <laughs> if I meditate, justice. we just drink. Like, <laughs> this is meditation. All right, uh, a couple more, two more. The Tranquil Guardians of Equality. That that could the be mind. the worst of all of them. The Tranquil <laughs> Guardians of Equality. Uh, that one is... That one is pretty bad. Uh, makes us sound like we do paperwork mostly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The Tranquil Guardians of Equality. Mm, so lame. All right, one well, last one. The Mindful Knights of Justice. The Mindful Knights of Justice. Yeah, that one's wah, yeah. Wah, 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 wah. yeah, that whole list was garbage. I think, I think clearly th- the Equanimous Justice League. Equanimous <laughs> <laughs> Justice League. I know, Jason, you're like, the whole list is garbage. I'm like, oh, I'm sorry, the Equanimous <laughs> Justice League. You know what? What if, what if we just call ourselves Equanimous? <laughs> okay, I love that. <laughs> Can I, and I'm going to show my ignorance. Uh, I don't know what equanimous means. <laughs> I think we got to get a horse in our group, can, guys. Can, can can you look up equanimous? Can, can you have Alex define equanimous for us? Yeah. Uh, well, let's see what uh, Alex says. Equanimous means to be calm and composed, especially in difficult or stressful situations. It refers to the quality of remaining balanced and centered, regardless of external circumstances or distractions. Equanimity involves having a clear and stable mind, free from emotional reactivity, and being able to respond to situations with a sense of detachment and perspective. Mm. Just the name Equanimous does sound cool. Equanimous. It sounds like anonymous, but yeah. it's fine. <laughs> oh. How about the anonymous Equanimous? The anonymous Equanimous. <laughs> I'm not going to decide for you. It's yeah. your guys' team. So. That's actually pretty cool, actually. I like it. Equanimous or the anonymous Equanimous? I like both. I think they're both. I refuse to say anonymous Equanimous. <laughs> okay. I, I think Equanimous, just, just, we refer to ourselves as Equanimous. Equanimous. One yeah. name. One name. One name. One All right. Name. Should our name be one name Equanimous? No. 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 Absolutely not. No, no, no that's awful. Not. All right. Um, Equanimous. I feel like we just learned something too. Yeah. Today's episode is brought to you by the word equanimous. <laughs> Did you learn something today? Did you learn something today? Okay. All right. Um, or should we go back to the Holy Trinity? <laughs> <laughs> that one was it's pretty good. So, <laughs> oh, that one was so good. Somebody uh, wants to join. It's like, sorry, man. Sorry. <laughs> Just the three. I'm going to see. I'm going to try something with Alex. Do you I want cannot. us to kick out the hammer of the gods? Is that what you're asking us to do? <laughs> Joining <laughs> our group? Yeah, I'm going to try something here. I've never tried with uh, yet. This I'm, I'm literally trying this right live. Um, I'm going to say, you know what, Alex? I want you just to summarize what we talked about today. Oh, nice. Okay. Let's see. Did you tell them the name of our group? I did. Let's see. Yeah. Sure. We talked about four characters in a Dungeons and Dragons campaign. Stillwater, Whisker, Brenner Lightbringer, and Maddie. (laughs) 
Yes. I thought for sure it was going to be Malachi. <laughs> Maddie. <laughs> Congratulations. Oh, no. I made it in as an you NPC. Made it in. <laughs> yeah. Good job. That is not what I was expecting. Uh, Maddie is part of the Holy Trinity. <laughs> apparently, apparently. So um, I'm not really sure what else Alex is going to say here, but uh, we're going to just keep rolling with what Alex is talking about here and see what uh, what else that it is um, going to be talking about here. Uh, so Maddie, my guess is, is Alex may have confused Whisker and Maddie into two separate people, but we'll see. We'll see what happens. <laughs> Uh, and that may be my fault in the way that I prompted it, but we'll see. Okay, all right, continue, Alex. Stillwater is a halfling monk who is the grandmaster of the lightning kick, trained in the temple of the swift kick. His catchphrase is patience is power, and power is patience. That's wrong. What? That's He's completely like, wrong. Yeah. I didn't even hear that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He never said that at any point. Power is patience, uh, and patience is power? I mean, that's a great catchphrase. It is. It's, good. it's a great catchphrase, but it's not what we talked about. No. Um, interesting, though. Nice try, Alex. Keep going. Whisker works for the Shadow Thieves Guild, but isn't a thief. He does undercover work for the guild, and his pet peeve is people who mistreat animals. Okay. Um, okay. Um, also, not something we talked about, mm-hmm. but uh, okay. yeah, Alex is just filling on the gaps. Let's keep going. He never leaves home without his lucky gold coin. Super. His catchphrase is meows the time to strike. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. That's so what? much better. <laughs> that is way better. <laughs> <laughs> meows the time to strike. Oh, is it too late to change? <laughs> no. No. <laughs> Do it. Do it. That's what I was looking for when I said incorporate meow instead of statement. (laughs) Meow. Yeah, what I don't, what I'm still trying to figure out here is how Alex has decided. When I asked Alex to summarize everything, that Alex was like, yeah, sure, I'm just going to fill in the gaps with new information here. Now it's the time to strike. (laughs) I was hoping that it was going to just take all the stuff that we talked about and aggregate it all together really nicely and just be like, oh, that's really good, Alex. Just, Just get everything in one place and just summarizing it but uh all right um brenner i think you're next we're gonna see what happens Uh. here brenner lightbringer is a dwarf cleric from the church of the everlight he wears heavy armor when fighting and is known for his powerful hammer strikes nope his personal crisis was a loss of faith and direction but he found inspiration to become a high priest from his mentor Mm, close his catchphrase is i am the hammer of the gods Nice. That was actually the most yeah. accurate. Yeah. 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 yeah, so far, pretty good. Yeah, <clears throat> Except for your wardrobe. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, wardrobe was wrong, but... I mean, that's just a little... It's mm, a minor I thing. I mean, Alex's memory, apparently, is not very good, but that's okay. That's all right. Uh, then, of course... We've got to see what Maddie is We're doing. Hear Maddie. Here, let's hear about Maddie. Maddie is a human rogue who uses intimidation to get what she wants. <laughs> it's true. She had, it's wait, true. Wait, yeah. hold on. No, 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 that's the real. No, no, no. This is, I really don't know where this all came okay. from. Um, I'm going to have Alex start from the beginning um, because as I'm looking at this, um, you know, I just listen. Maddie is a human rogue who uses intimidation to get what she wants. She has a pit rat named Rascal and is off. <laughs> For some reason, you have a pet rat named Rascal, and I don't know why or where it came from. Who told Alex? (laughs) Who told? It says, um, I don't don't know. I don't know where this came from. Uh, Okay, I'm going to let Alex finish the sentence. Hold on. Okay. Okay. 
She has a pit rat named Rascal and is often underestimated by her opponents. I have no idea where that came That's from. That's amazing. That is awesome. <laughs> Just completely out of nowhere. Um, oh. There's a pet rat named Rascal. Uh, That's got to like, make an appearance in the campaign yeah, somewhere. Yeah, or, or maybe the big bad for our next episode is okay. all about taking is down Maddie, Maddie and her pet, <laughs> pet rat. Rascal. Rascal. Oh my gosh. Uh, there is more. Let's see what else. We also discussed how the characters know each other from childhood due to their shared interests in martial arts and thievery. They formed a secret group called Equanimous, which reflects their values of equality, the ability to have a still mind, and justice. They also each have unique magical items, such as Stillwater's yellow belt that enhances his kicks and whiskers magical cat figurine that can transform <laughs> into a powerful panther. <laughs> <laughs> Alex, what is going on here? Alex is going off the rails. He is so off the rails. He's, he, gets, he has the right direction, yeah. but then just loses after uh, a couple of turns. It is so... I don't even know here. Okay. He's taking creative liberties with his own content. Yeah. Like. yeah. Wow. Um, apparently... Um, Apparently, Whisker, you also have a figurine that transforms into a, pa- a panther. That's um, amazing. This is, by the way, what we what we do in this camp, what we do in this uh, session is canon, right? Like uh-huh. that's just what it, 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 what it is. Yeah, it is yeah. what it is. It, it has to be that way. Uh, last bit here. Finally, we came up with some ideas for catchphrases for each character, including ones that incorporate their unique traits or play off their fighting style. All right. That's it. That's all. That, that, That's was, it. that was Alex's summary. Um, thanks, Alex, by the way, for just making stuff up on the fly in yeah. the last bit. You, you know what? One thing we do need is a level. Did you did you select that uh, in advance, or does he have a level for us to play? Uh, I don't think I selected that in, va- in advance, but we can ask. Um, Sorry. That was so funny. <laughs> It was. It was. All right, let's get uh let's get this real quick here. The appropriate level for these characters would depend on the preferences of the DM and the style of campaign they want to run. However, based on the level of detail and backstory provided for each character, they could potentially start at around level three to five. This would give them some basic abilities and skills while still allowing room for growth and development throughout the campaign. Ultimately, it is up to the DM to decide what level is best for their campaign and players. Okay, that's great. Um, I think we should probably just go to the top end of that and let's just do level five. Level five? Yeah. Is level five survivable for your uh, campaign? Yeah, I mean, I can make it work. Okay. Yeah. Well, great. Everybody, cra- what a crazy time it's been. Yeah. Um, we've got our characters. We've got some magic items. We now know who we know each other, and we've decided that you guys are going to join Malachi and his fight club. Yes, we are. And that's yeah. actually about as much as you know. Uh, I know something else. Oh, uh-huh. you, you do? Yeah. Still mind. Swift kick. Meow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, thanks, Meow. everybody. Uh, join us on the next episode uh, where we will play through the uh, campaign. Does this campaign have a name? Oh, yet? it actually does have a name, but um, I didn't reveal it to everyone. Um, Secrets. It is kind of a secret, but you guys will find out when we when we play. All right. All right. Sounds great. All right. Sounds good. Thanks, Tyler. All right. Thank you, Tyler. And thank, thank you, you, Alex. Alex.
You don't call me Alex the Language Lord for nothing. That's right. That's okay. good. There we go. <laughs> Thank you for tuning in to Adventure AI and joining us on this thrilling one-shot adventure. We hope you enjoyed Escape from the Dark Pursuit, and we look forward to bringing you more exciting campaigns in the future. Don't forget to follow us on social media for updates on upcoming episodes. Until next time.